Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'll be your show host today, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the whole team at Engage, I want to wish you a happy Tuesday and welcome you to our live stream interactive show, which is streaming right now on LinkedIn Live, on Facebook, also on YouTube. If you're just joining us, we're so excited you're here. We have a very special will be joining us. And today's topic is how entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses can use Google Analytics and key metrics to grow faster online in 2021 and obviously beyond. I'll welcome our guest in just a moment. But before I do that, I do want to remind you that after our interactive talk, I will be sharing our Engage News of the Week. If you are a Twitter fan, if you are very interested in e-commerce, maybe you have your own e-commerce business, you don't want to miss our Engage News of the Week this week because Twitter is really shaking things up on the e-commerce front. Now, before I get started, I do want to mention that all of the valuable, or I should say information today, is brought to you by Engage. If you're not familiar with Engage, we are the world's only free forever suite of over 25 plus point, I think we've got almost 35 plus free forever engagement tools. They're tools to help you optimize your customer experience. Now, what if you have a business optimize customer experience? We believe that optimizing your customer experience is all about two key things, providing convenience for your customers, right? Engage customers where they are. Maybe that's a certain social media site. Maybe that's your website. But engaging with customers where they are, that provides convenience. And then also the second part of optimizing customer experience is building trust. When you personalize your engagement with a customer, maybe that's through a product recommendation or maybe an email on their birthday or on the anniversary of their first purchase with you. When you personalize things, you help to build trust. And these are some of the things that our tools at Engage can help you with. So go to Engage.com, N-G-A-G-G-E after today's show and check out all of our free forever tools. Sign up now. It's free forever. And it's a great way to build loyal customers, but to engage with them and, and make the experience of shopping with you or engaging with you the best that it can be so that those customers stay loyal, keep shopping and return less and convert faster. That's what it's all about. Okay. Without ado, I'm excited to introduce our guest today. He is joining us from Houston, Texas, and his name is Cheatham West. If you don't know who Chris is, Chris is an MBA in 
international speaking, okay? Um, he is a published author and he is the president of LR Training Solutions. I should say he's not the MBA of international speaking. He has his MBA, but he is an international speaker, published author and president of LR Training Solutions. In his former position at Google, he helped to manage marketing programs and strategies products and his career him to present to teams in 48 different states and countries all across the globe, including Germany, Canada, and France. I'm curious. I'm going to have to ask him if he, if he speaks any other languages. He's also been instrumental in helping teams save time and focus on what truly matters through the deployment of the latest tools used to collaborate online. We'll learn about some of those tools and some of those metric tools today. He has been awarded the Naito Kuban, and I hope I'm saying that right, scholarship from the National Speakers Association, and he has committed himself to obtaining his MBA and has since continued to help organizations identify key methodologies to market products to diverse audiences. Some of the big global brands he's worked with, how about Mercedes-Benz? Chris, if you want to hook your sister up, I mean, I'm here. Um, also, Canon. And his book, Digital Marketing for Results, is listed as one of the top digital marketing books of all time by Book Authority, which is why we're so glad he's here as our guest expert today to help us understand how as entrepreneurs, small to medium-sized businesses, we can use Google Analytics and key metrics to grow our businesses faster online. I want to remind you, this is an a global so we have people tuning in from all over the globe this morning. We are also an interactive talk. So if you have questions or comments for Chris, leave them in the comment section. Chris is joining us live from Houston. I'm here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let us know where you are joining us from. Chris, welcome to our show and thank you for being our guest expert today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit, Chris, about before we get into today's topic, just so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Tell us about the path that led you to decide, yes, I want to get my MBA, the path that you know took you to working at Google, and what led you to step away from that and um, become the president of this company. Uh, it is called LR Training Solutions. Just tell us a little bit about what the last few years have looked like for you in your career. Yeah, so I started off, got a degree in marketing. And back then, internet marketing just started getting popular. So it was a time where if you had a website, people think that it cost $10,000, for anybody to get a website. And so got certified in Google Analytics uh, through an internship I had. And then after graduating, I got a job at Google as a market specialist. And our main role in that department that I was in was to go around the country and educate small business owners and even larger companies on all the new technology specifically that Google had to offer to help businesses grow. And so this is Google Plus back then, this is Google Analytics, this is Google AdWords, this is just how to set a website. So we'd go around the country and then train small businesses. And eventually I realized that I actually like presenting and I actually like the concept of helping organizations. So that's eventually when I started my business and then I ended up getting the MBA as well because I feel like it really helped with credibility and also gave me the business insights that I need to grow a business as well. 
And so it led me to get into the digital marketing because I found out that was kind of a trending thing right now. And that so many organizations and businesses were struggling with this type of this type of um, internet concept and how to going from traditional marketing all the way to digital marketing. So there's a lot of confusion, whether it's a marketing manager, executive or small business. So that's the main reason why I ended up going in and starting the business and going out and trying to help a lot of uh, businesses succeed online. Well, we're really excited that you're here to help us today because I think we can all agree digital marketing is a an area that is really exploding right now for all businesses, uh, regardless of the business size. And a big part of that is the last year, year and a half, that uh, we've all had to do some pivoting and some changing because of obviously the global situation. So digital marketing is a huge topic. It's an area that has so many smaller umbrellas, right? And in order to be successful in digital marketing, in my opinion, you do have to have the right tools. I'm sure you'd agree, Chris, right? Yes. But, and that's what our platform is all about, giving businesses the right tools. If you're an entrepreneur, you're willing to take risks, but at what cost, right? Do the research, find out what tools are out there for you to use, platforms like ours, and some of these great metrics that are available in metric tools. So if it's okay with you, Chris, I'd like to pop up a slide for our audience who is viewing us now on LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and Facebook to give you guys an idea of some of the key talking points Chris wants to go over today, and then we'll dive right into today's talk. Don't forget, if you have questions throughout our talk, leave them in the comment section. And if you're looking to boost engagement on your LinkedIn page, at the bottom of the talk, you'll see a little white arrow. If you click that arrow, it will allow you to share today's talk right to your page. So any visitors who happen to see your feed or your timeline will engage on your page, watch the show, and that will also help boost your engagement. So a fun tool there as well. So make sure you share today's show and tag any of your colleagues who might find our show topic interesting or helpful. Okay, let's see what we're diving into today when we're talking about Google Analytics and metrics. So how entrepreneurs and SMEs can use Google Analytics and key metrics to grow faster online in 2021. So Chris is here to help us understand key reports, which can help us understand website visitors. He's going to help us understand why making social media content decisions needs to happen based on audience behavior. And then also how upgrading the user experience is better for site engagement. You're speaking our language, Chris, because we're all about the user experience, optimizing the customer experience. And that is incredibly important when it comes to your website, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Well, let's talk first about key reports to understand website visitors. Where do we start on this topic? So when it comes to having a website, the, the first part is, of course, building the website, getting it done, and then bringing the visitors, right? So, But the challenge is how do we know if these visitors are actually taking action on the pages that we want them to take action on? Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest challenge because most people, they start the website, but they really don't look at the traffic. <coughs> traffic excuse me. They may end up 
uh, looking at the visitor number, but that's about it. But really looking at the metrics, such as how long are they on the website? <laughs> what is the bounce rate? What kind of bounce rate is it? What is the bounce rate? Are people going to the site and are they automatically leaving or are they going to different pages within the site? So all this is really important. So, <clears throat> sorry. I think that's okay. So, you need to get some water. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go get a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so the one thing to consider is when it comes to your site, the page that you're on, which ones do you want them to be on? And think about what type of website do you have? So, for example, Walmart is an e commerce website, they're gonna have a different goal as far as how long they want people on the site. But if you're, say, for instance, like a law firm, you're probably only gonna want them to visit your site for a couple different minutes in a couple different pages that's pretty much all it is because mm -hmm. go to your site real quick and they're going to make a decision they're going to call but so that's important so a lot of times we can tend to compare ourselves to other websites other traffic but in reality we got to think about what is going on in our specific industry that's so, a great point so just real quick to reiterate in case you're just joining us chris is here to help us understand google metrics and how to use certain metrics to grow our websites and our online presence faster so one thing we need to take into account right away is what type of website do we have what is our ultimate goal and based on that that's when we decide what metrics matter right what metrics are important if you have an e-commerce site it's not the length of time that they are necessarily on. It might be how many pages they're going to, how many products they're viewing, how many clicks, right, are taking them into the, I call it the wet, you know, the e-commerce gauntlet when you start buying things late at night because you're just keep getting sucked deeper and deeper and you're like, I need this. Oh, I need this. But if you have a law firm, maybe you don't want them clicking necessarily around or on your site for very long. You maybe want them to read the the bio page of you, right? To understand your background as a lawyer. Um, but ultimately you want them to click that phone number and make a call or click the inquiry, send an email, right? Through the website. You want it to be immediate almost. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's the, you want to, you want to figure out what type of site do you have? And that's the, the first thing you want to consider. And then you want to think about what are the call to actions that you have on your site? What do you want people to do? Because within analytics, we're going to list in many other tools, you have what's called goals and conversions. So it's up to you what you want those to be. But you always want to have some type of goal that you have. So for example, if you're a law firm, one goal would be to people fill out the form, the contact us form. One goal could be to call you. So on another side, maybe you're a you have a content website. Maybe one goal would be to download a PDF. So that's the thing. Second thing you want to think about is what type of goal do you have, and then how can you work towards that goal moving forward? How can you make sure that from the time people get to your site to the time people leave, they have seen the call to action that you want them to see, and they engage in that call to action, and then that's getting you the results and the business that you want. Okay, Chris. Well, how do we make that happen? How do we make sure? So metrics will tell us, right? Um, they will help us understand exactly what the website visitors are doing, right? So that's the first thing. And if the website visitors aren't doing what you want them to do, if they're not going to the pages or making the clicks or, you know, taking you up on your call to action, 
that's obviously how you're going to use the metrics to reevaluate your page, right? Yeah. So exactly. So you want to look. You want to look at what what I like to look at is the exit page. So that's a tool. That's a, a report within Google Analytics. So exit page report. It'll tell you what is the last page people saw before they left your site. Oh and wait so, a minute. So this is the, a Google tool, a Google Analytics yeah, tool. Google, yeah, Google. Exit yeah, the, okay. Google Analytics. There's a, a report called Exit Page, and so this will let you know what is the last page they saw before they left. Mm -hmm. The reason why this is important is because you want to go to that page to see what you can improve on, especially if it's not the page that you want them to leave on. If you want, if you want them to stay and go to that next page after that page that they left on, you gotta make some changes. Maybe you gotta put more information on there. Maybe you got to put more persuasive language on there, put more buttons on there, let people know why it's a good idea to stay or what can they get if they stay on the website or in general, just give them more information. So that's one of the key reports I really like because it helps us understand where our visitors are going and what can we improve on. And that seems simple and easy to use. So it's called the exit tool or the exit page. Yeah. Tool. Within Google Analytics, it's called exit page report. Yeah. Exit so within Google page report. Yeah. Exit page report. Yep. That makes sense too, because maybe there's something on that page that's turning somebody off, turning your audience off. So they're not actually making it to the page with the call to action. Um, mm -hmm. Excellent and easy tool. That's like actually having to bring it into like the social world. That's like having a a report when you're on a date, when the guy or the girl decides, oh, thanks for, you know, and they decided they're ready to go home. And you're like, was it something I said, right? It's there. They dip out and you're left going, well, what happened? I thought they liked me. Yeah, um, yeah. This is cool. This is a way to figure out exactly when website viewers are deciding it's time to leave your page. Ooh, that's kind of scary, but an excellent tool to have a look at that page. And obviously also the pages leading up to that page. Exactly. Definitely. Okay, cool. Any other tools for helping us understand the website visitors before we dive into this idea of social media content and uh, social yeah. media? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of tools. Like, in one, one thing I always recommend when it comes to like Google Analytics is the fact that there's so many different types of reports there. It can be overwhelming. And you got to remember that Google Analytics is meant for so many different types of teams. IT team can use it, communication team can use it, marketing team can use it. So you don't want to get bogged down in all the details. What you want to do is create a report in a dashboard that you can get sent to automatically every week that has those key metrics on it. Like I would recommend like seven different uh, metrics that you see every week. And then you can compare those metrics to the previous week as well, and then get that report automatically every month instead of trying to figure it out. You know, so that's Smart. that's that's one reason. Yeah, that's one reason I do what I do what I do as far as like educating on analytics because it's so important to focus on what matters to you, what results matter to you. For example, a couple something that matter is where your traffic is coming from as far as the city, what pages that they're leaving, mm. also what type of search engine traffic you're getting. Is it from come from Google? Is it come from Bing? And also, what are the most popular pages as well? So some of the main things that you want to consider when it comes to your your website and just understanding this will help you move forward and help you take the right action steps, helps you as far as choose your budget, where you want your money to spend, what city, what state, what country helps a lot. 
Interesting. So I like this idea that with Google Analytics, you can almost cater your weekly report to the main things that you want to know on a weekly basis. That way, if you start doing some A-B testing as well, you start changing things up on your website, you can actually watch to see, is the engagement going up? Are they making it to the next page that I wanted them to get to? Or, or are they even... Imagine if you were spending tons of money on great videos, right? Maybe you're a spokesperson or a host like myself, and I had a web page for myself to book me, and I spent all these mon- all this money and time to make these, you know, super engaging, as I think, right, videos, only to find out that maybe that's on page four or that's in a certain place on the website and no one's ever going there. Right. So I think using Google Analytics is a perfect way to make sure the money that you're spending, the marketing, you know, plans or strategies or animations, anything that you have happening on your website is being done in uh, is not being done wastefully. Right. Because no one's seeing it. Or if it's good content and people aren't getting there, taking that content, pushing it further up in the in the pipeline is also another way to maybe you know, change things up, but great. Okay. Cause I could, I could imagine, like you said, there are so many different tools in the Google analytics for so many different Mm -hmm. businesses and so many different teams. It could be pretty complicated and confusing. So being able to pick your top things to get reported on weekly seems like a good way to go. Mm -hmm. Are there any tools on Google analytics that you're just not fond of, or you don't find helpful, or do you think each tool, you know, really has its place and really can help you understand, or are there any tools we really, you found we don't really need to, uh, you know? Yeah. So so with, I I would say when it comes to that, there's tools that as a marketing team, you won't need, you know? So like, let's say for instance, there's like the IT function as far as like uh, IP addresses, that just that come to the website. So a lot of times, sometimes from a marketing standpoint, you don't really need a lot of the tools that's that's in analytics. So that's what I recommend is getting like the 10 specific. And it's interesting because sometimes within a, a role, you might only be doing mobile marketing. So what I recommend is instead of just trying to look at all the analytics, create a specific dashboard only for more mobile marketing data. So you can create a segment that helps you only look at data that comes from mobile devices. So I always recommend that whatever your job is, figure out how can you tailor it specifically to the traffic that you're looking at. That's what I recommend. Good point. Because it is true, sites look differently on a mobile device versus a laptop. And nowadays, so many people are using their mobile devices versus their laptops to engage, to make purchases, to make decisions. Exactly. I love everything I'm learning today. You guys, if you're just joining us, I want to welcome you to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. I see many of you watching right now live on LinkedIn Live. Let us know where you're watching from. Drop us a comment. Don't be shy. Chris is joining us from Houston. I'm live from Minneapolis, just west of Minneapolis, a little city called Wyzetta. And um, we're talking today about Google Analytics and key metrics to grow your business faster in 2021 and beyond. Chris is here. He's got one of the top-selling digital marketing books right now out on the uh, out on the the shelf. We can say the digital shelf. It's called Digital Marketing for Results, 
And we're talking again about metrics. And metrics is a huge part of growing any business. If you continue to do things, right, without looking at metrics, without A-B testing to see what might do better, you could be wasting a lot of time, money, and resources on things that aren't working. So metrics seem like the easiest, um, also most in-depth way to look at what you're putting out there and see if it's giving you your ROI, your return on investment, right? Yep. All right, Chris. Well, let's talk about social media. So our second talking point is making social media content decisions based on audience behavior. I think we can both agree that the people who are doing that are killing it on social media mm -hmm. and they're quite intimidating. <laughs> so tell us, um, how do we make social media content decision decisions based on behavior and, and what behavior are we looking for? And then what decisions do we make? How does that all roll, roll together? Yeah. So many times when I'm talking to maybe people that are in business for a while and they're not used to social media and they're thinking about getting started on social media, they always mention that, well, they're not comfortable making videos and they don't know what to post. They don't know how to engage an audience. And in general, they just don't know where to start. But I always tell people that the best thing to do is start because once you start, you'll get an idea of what your audience likes to hear about. Because let's say for instance, you post a couple times a year, you'll never really understand mm -hmm who your audience is and what they like if you don't constantly post out there. So for example, let's say for instance, you're posting every day, eventually you're gonna know what people comment on more, what people like, what people share more, and then you can adjust your strategy to post more content like that, the ones that got in the most engagement. So over time, you're constantly getting better at it, just like anything else, you're doing it, but you're constantly getting better at it. Even if you're creating videos, you can create a video, a two minute video, and you can get engagement. You might not get engagement, but guess what? You're practicing and you're getting used to it and you're understanding how to do it. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you're gonna feel. And the more comfortable you feel, the more content you're gonna have to post. But yeah, it's all about figuring out what your audience wants and then getting started with that content. And I think you brought up a really good point that we are a huge advocator of at our company, and that is consistency. As you mentioned, Chris, throwing up a video once every two years, you're never gonna be able to grow your audience. You're not gonna know what they like or what excites them. Um, mm -hmm. We're a big advocate for also giving away some of your information for free. Not everything, mm -hmm. obviously, but look, you're, you're giving us your time today. You're sharing great tips. I'm sure that, you know, you get speaking engagements because you are insightful and you give people takeaways that they can then go and 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 use and do. So consider that when you are also creating that you're not only consistent, but that you give away some information, give information or insights or actions of value, right? Yeah. Value, valuable content is what I hear is the most engaging. You know what I think is interesting, even from a personal standpoint on Instagram, let's just say, when I post photos that don't have my face in them, I get way less engagement than when it's actually a photo of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's because my connections are mostly pretty personal, people I know or people we follow each other, 
right? I've never purchased any followers. You can tell from my follower count, but people want to know what I'm doing. And if I'm physically in a video explaining something and they see me, they're drawn to that versus if it's just like a video of some landscape with music, right? So it is interesting that you can easily see trends if you're consistent with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think it's, it's one of those things where people like to feel connected to you. You have to build that emotional connection with people and then having pictures of people, whether it's yourself or other people that you're involved with, it helps out. So a lot of times people come up to me and they say, yeah, whenever I post a picture of us volunteering as a company, as a team, they get a lot more engagement because they're not just a brand that's promoting a logo and they're hiding by the logo but they're actually showing the people that are behind the scenes and they're building that connection. So that builds that emotional connection and it leads people to connect and engage. And so, so yeah, so using PDF, definitely, yeah, using people is definitely important to uh, create. And I always tell people uh, it's education, promotion and entertainment too. So like you don't wanna only promote, you wanna entertain and you wanna educate too. I like that. So education, entertaining, and promoting, the EEP. Yeah, there you go. Educate, entertain, promote. Or, or oh my God, how funny. P, promote, educate, <laughs> entertain. Everybody go uh, P, promote, <laughs> educate, entertain. That's funny. Hey, that's a really good, simple thing to remember, though, as we're creating content. Because let's talk about something really, really quick before we hit our last talking point, since we have time. There are so many places right now that we can create content for. Look, right now we're on LinkedIn Live. We've got this great live stream happening. We're simulcast to a few different places right now as well. We're always consistent about that. But there's your LinkedIn page. There's your LinkedIn company page if somebody has one. There's obviously many social media outlets right now. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. Oh, not LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Snapchat's still kind of a thing. Am I missing any? There are, oh, there's so many more. Clubhouse, right? So there's yeah. so many different social media. Do you think you have to change sometimes your content based on where you're putting it? Or do you think that you should, you know, be consistent and same content all over all of your portals? Yeah. All portals? <laughs> so I tell people, you say it depends on the content. So for the most part, you can post the same content, but not every piece of content is going to relate to the platform. So for example, mm -hmm. LinkedIn is mostly business to business, mm -hmm. whereas like Instagram uses like B2C, business consumer, same thing with Facebook. So it really, you just gotta measure in your audience, who's in your Instagram audience, who's in your LinkedIn audience, who's in your TikTok audience, who are these people? And does that content relate to those people? So if it does, you can post the same exact content, but if it doesn't, then you want to figure out how can you change up the wording a little bit, how can you change the caption, or maybe make the video a little bit longer or shorter. And then from there, you can post it so it's targeting your specific audience. And sometimes you don't have to just pull, if it doesn't fit that specific audience, just don't post it on that platform versus mm -hmm. uh, trying to post the same exact thing at the same time. And even, even, exactly. even when it comes to the time of posting, you want to, you can post it at different times. So Instagram, you're posting at 12 or whereas like LinkedIn might post in the afternoon, evening when people get off of work. So you want to consider that when it comes to these different platforms and always consider, is, does this platform have my audience in it? If it doesn't, 
then maybe you don't want to be on that platform or you want to spend less time on that platform. And we do talk about this a lot on our show is knowing where your audience is and also their pain points. And I like that you said, you know, maybe it's just a matter of tweaking the post, shortening the post, changing the caption so that it's relative. relative. Yes, relative is the right word. A little early here this morning. So that it's relative. Is that the right word? Relative to your audience? That is, that is Relate, that right? related, relatable, I guess. <laughs> relatable, let's go with relatable. Yeah, I think that's the same. Yeah, I think that's the same. Had a brain fart there. Um, I can see why you are such a, uh, a highly regarded and wanted speaker. You're making so much sense. You're very easy to understand. And it is really kind of a step-by-step -step process, right? Um, let's talk about your last you know, speaking point, which is upgrading the user experience for better site engagement. That's a huge thing. Relevant. Ah, Stephen just chimed in and said, relevance, the word we're looking for. What did I say? Related? Thanks, Stephen. I need you. I love you. Thank you for joining us today. Where are you watching from right now, by the way, Stephen? He's watching right now from LinkedIn. Let us know what city or state you're joining us from. And if you have any questions for Chris as we start wrapping up our talk, feel free to leave them. Relevant. I said related. I don't know what I said, but relevant. Yes, that was <laughs> what I needed. Don't you hate it when the word is there, but you're like, where is it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost there. almost got it. Man, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so upgrading the user experience for better site engagement. Well, we talked about using um, the analytics, right, to see where people are leaving, to see where they're spending their time, to see where they're clicking how do we upgrade, um, you know, how do we use those metrics to then, you know, upgrade the, the site and, and engage in a better way with our customers? Yeah, sure. So it's all about the user experience when it comes to your website. So by the time people hear about your brand to the end, when they get your product or service, you want them to have a great experience throughout that whole process. So using that process starts on your website. So whenever you get people to go to your website, you want to think about how many pages are they going to? Are they going to 20 pages when they could really go to three pages instead to get to where they want? Because we got to think about today, there's so many distractions. There's so many things that come at us every day, so many advertisements. We have to capture people's attention really quickly and make mm -hmm. sure the process is easier and it's fast for them to understand how you provide business services and who you do it for and if you're credible and then eventually having them become a customer. So one thing I like to see is from the time that they get to the homepage, what page are they going to and where they drop off in the behavior reports, that'll tell me where I need to change. So if it's showing me that I getting a lot of visitors that go get to page six, and they drop off when I need them to get to page eight Ooh. in the funnel. I want to figure out how can I bring that content that's on page eight to that first or second page, you know, <laughs> increase it. And so yeah. then that increases their user experience. And also not only that, but you want to think about how are is their experience on their mobile device? How is their experience on different browsers? A lot of times we figure out that we think that everybody's going to our site from a specific browser like uh, like Chrome. But in reality, if we're targeting a different demographic, they might be using 
Internet Explorer, or they might be using Firefox. So oh, look hey, at- I'm still one of those Safari users, and my fiance is always like, <laughs> yeah. why are you using Safari? So many sites don't even work with Safari. I'm like, because that's the one I know. So I've had to yeah. upgrade this year, and now I'm using Chrome, and I'm like, huh, no go. wonder this site didn't work. No wonder this didn't work. I'd be like, I don't see graphics. It's because I'm using Safari. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Something so simple. Yeah. Um, there was yeah. something- Oh. Really quick, Chris, I wanted to bring this up too. I had a conversation last week with somebody who does app development. And we were also talking about apps and how, you know, certain companies here locally, uh, there's one company, Menards is what they're called. They're known literally around our state to have the worst app possible. So literally, like you just cannot navigate through the app. It doesn't make sense. There's all these like disconnects. So I, one thing we just didn't talk about is also metrics. If you have an app, I'm sure there's metrics that you can use also. Um, obviously not Google metrics, but there's going to be metrics and report probably also pull if you have a company app to see exactly. Are people getting on the app and then leaving in 30 seconds because it's complicated, confusing? They can't scroll. It doesn't populate on their on their mobile device like it should. So mm -hmm. just apps yeah. are something that you should think about running your metrics on as well. Yeah, I agree. So what are they what are they typing in to get to the, to the app, and what are they doing when they get on the app? Absolutely, uh, Stephen. By the way, he does say hello from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. Stephen, okay, thank well. you so much for joining us and giving me that word that I needed, relevant. <laughs> Chris, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience, uh, whether you're listening right now via our podcast and you've you know, come back at a later date to listen to this talk or you're watching live right now on LinkedIn? Obviously, Chris is the man when it comes to Google Analytics and metrics. Chris, anything else you'd like to share or tips or... Anything you want to leave our audience with today in regards to the topic? Yeah, I would say make things easy for yourself by creating that dashboard that has specific metrics that work for you and your business. So think about what matters. Is it where people are coming from or is it where people are coming from, depending on what device they're using? Is it what page they're landing on? Or maybe if it's even finding out if the social media platforms you're putting all this effort and money in, is it actually bringing traffic to your site? So figure out what works for you, what matters, and make your life easier by making those dashboards and then having that report sent to you on a weekly basis. And also think about your customer as well. Make it easy for your customer. Uh, don't have them clicking 20 times when they could be clicking five times, but just in general, make sure that you're having getting their user experience to be, what you would want it to be when you're going to a, a business. That's what I got. By the way, I was just snapping a photo of us on our live stream because okay, I learned cool. this week, you and I both use Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that. something I was talking about our team with is that even though Instagram, right, is more B2C, um, you know, when we do these live talks on LinkedIn, we still want to be able to promote to our networks, right? That what we're doing, um, invite people to come and listen to a talk, learn about digital marketing. But it is interesting because what I was talking about with the team is sometimes you feel like there's roadblocks to connect the pieces or connect the apps. Um, 
Yesterday, for instance, I had a hard time getting the link up for this talk on yeah. LinkedIn on my Instagram page. And I'm like, well, that's not fair, right? Um, so it took a little finagling and I managed to do it. But also, I think with anything, just taking time to investigate what what works with what easily and where you maybe need to spend extra time and yeah, trying to be consistent, but you know, find find places where you can overlap your social media and the different platforms as well so that you have less work to do, right? Definitely. Oh my goodness. I've learned so much today about Google metrics. Listen, if you guys want to connect with Chris after our show, I want to share with you how you can do that. He is on LinkedIn and you can find him on linkedin.com. And then his, uh, his, his URL is going to be forward slash speaker, S-P-E-A-K-E-R, Chris, C-H-R-I-S-N, and then West, W-E-S-T. No relation to Kanye, right, Chris? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just, just checking. So you guys connect with Chris on LinkedIn. Make sure you drop him a note. Let him know you saw him on the Engage Digital Marketing live stream. And if you have any other questions for digital marketing, for sure, you can drop them to him via LinkedIn. But let's also talk about, Chris, what our viewers can find on your website, which is really nicely built, very impressive. What can they find there? Yeah, so it's more about me, my background, and my business. So just in general, you're going to find informative tips on there about the topics we talked about today. And also, what type of service I offer, my speaking topics, what my book is about. So I do a lot of corporate training to companies across the world about the topics that we mentioned and other topics as well. And so, yeah, just definitely visit and connect and you can sign up for newsletters as well. So I look forward to connecting with everybody on LinkedIn or my website. And Chris's website, for those of you listening on the podcast via audio is Chris, C-H-R-I-S-N West, W-E-S-T. So ChrisNWest.com. And a quick comment from our viewer gallery from, and I, I don't, I hope I say your name right, Sinalahaha. No, I feel like that's not very good. If you can break down the saying of your name on a, on a text, I would love that because I don't like butchering people's names. But one of our viewers just said, this has been a very informative talk, Chris. So, okay, that's great to you. Thank you for letting us know, Sinalahaha. La la. I'm going to go with that. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys, it is now time for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. On behalf of the team, Chris, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all this wonderful information on Google Analytics and metrics to grow our online business faster in 2021. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. And you guys don't forget to connect with Chris on LinkedIn, speaker Chris N. West. Thanks again, Chris. All right. Thanks. You guys, wasn't that interesting? Easy to use tips, right? To make the Google Analytics experience more beneficial, more efficient, more helpful to your business by creating your own dashboard so that your weekly updates are all the tools or the specific analytics you want. Also using those analytics to figure out where people are leaving your web page. I like that. The exit, I'm just going to call it the Google exit strategy uh, analytic as well. Oh, okay. So it is Sinesh Lala. Okay, got it. Sinesh Lala. 
from South Africa. Thank you so much for joining our show today. Oh, how cool. I've never been to South Africa, but I hear it's absolutely beautiful. Well, I love this. We have spanned the globe for our show today from South Africa all the way up to Canada, down to Minnesota, and then all the way down to Houston with Chris. So I want to thank you all so much for joining us. Quickly, I want to get to our Engage News of the Week. Because if you're someone who is big into e-commerce or you're a Twitter fan, you need to hear our Engage News of the Week. So this week, we're talking about Twitter growing into e-commerce by testing a shop module. So Twitter is testing a new feature in the e-commerce area, which allows shoppers to go all the way from discovering new products to now purchasing them on Twitter. The shop module is a dedicated space at the top of the profile where businesses can showcase their products. Chris, you can just showcase yourself as a speaker, right? The shop module is a dedicated space where businesses can showcase their products. When people visit a profile with the shop module enabled, they can scroll through the carousel of products and tap through on a single product to learn more about it and then purchase it in an in-app browser without having to leave Twitter. What do you guys think about this? Is this something that you would use? Would you use the shop module on Twitter to do now some e-commerce shopping? Drop me a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think about that. Oh, and Marcelo just joined us. Sorry, Marissa, today I didn't have time to go in and see your interview. Well, Marcelo, I'm glad you mentioned that because don't worry. You can find the replay of today's show and you can find that replay on our LinkedIn page. So if you guys are down to connect with us and also support our business, go to the LinkedIn company page for Engage. That's going to be N-G-A-G-G-E. There you will find our brand logo, which is a rainbow colored cog. And you can like and follow our page and that's where you can find replays of our previous shows. And then also in relation to that, Marcelo and anybody else who's just joining us, you can also visit our Engage live show library to see past shows and also some of our featured shows. Some of our featured shows include a recent show with Daniel Burris, who is a future technologist. All right, technology futurist, I should say. Let me not get that backwards, right? And we recently had him on our show. Also, Kenya Kelly. She is a TikTok sensation and really helps people build their businesses on TikTok. So you can go see featured past shows and all of our shows on that page. And that page is going to be engage, N-G-A-G-G-E.com forward slash live dash show dash library. Chris's show will pop up there by Thursday. And of course, we'll share that link with Chris so he can share it with his network. It's a great way to go to check out all kinds of different topics in digital marketing. And one thing I want to just mention before we go is if you're thinking about doing your own live stream, but maybe you're, I don't know, hesitant to do it. Maybe you're intimidated. You think it's too much work. Engage, or excuse me, Engage has actually created a program called Engage Live. And what we do is help people create their own live streams. Now, these are the different things that you get when you do our program. You get a show strategy, access to the streaming software that you need, different templates to help you create your show, scripts, media kits, 
Maybe you need a show moderator, somebody like myself to conduct an interview for you or with you. We help you promote your show, give you the links to the repurposed video. And as we learned, how important are analytics? We learned they're very important today from Chris. We also give you different analytics so you can see just how your video has done in terms of views and downloads, et cetera. Two different ways to do it. We can do this all for you. We can produce it. We can do everything for you. Or we can teach you how to do it, and you can do it yourself. Check out EngageLive.com after today's show to find out more about that program. And if you've not yet done it, make sure you check out all of our amazing free forever tools at Engage.com. It has been a pleasure today presenting this wonderful topic of Google metrics and how to use these key metrics to grow faster online. If you have any topic ideas or questions for our guests, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's the Marissa Morgan. And also email me at marissa.m at ngagge.com. That is going to wrap up today's show. I want to invite you back next week on Wednesday, the 25th. Mark Schaefer, keynote speaker, and he is also the CEO, COO of B Square Media. He'll be joining us for a very interesting topic that you don't want to miss. We also have Maisha Walker coming in on Thursday as well. So two great guests, excuse me, next week. Join us back here on LinkedIn Live for those. And in the meantime, get digital, get online. As Chris said, just do it. Be consistent, start creating content, then have a look at what your audience is engaging with. Use these great metric tools that are available. Many of them are for free. And if you have questions and you need help, I'm sure Chris Cheatham West would be happy to help you. So make sure again that you connect with him and you can do that. Again, he's on LinkedIn at speaker Chris N. West and his website is chrisnwest.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. A couple more, oh, a couple more comments. Someone did ask where they can find the recording of this show. Go to the company page for Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E.com. Engage company page, you can find replays. You can also find the replay on the Engage Facebook page. Also on YouTube, search Engage, subscribe there. You can find the replay. And you can also find the replay on our company live show library page as well. Live show library. It's engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. Lots of places to find the replay, but most importantly, go follow Chris, follow myself, and also follow Engage on LinkedIn. You guys, I hope you have a great rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, and I look forward to seeing you back next Wednesday to welcome our guest, keynote speaker and COO of B Squared Media, Chris Schaefer. Until then, have a wonderful day, and I'll see you all very soon.